Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The CoLab. We are a collective of professionals sharing our experiences working in fashion, beauty, wellness, and retail. We pair up two people. They get to interview each other. So you'll hear one story this week and one story next week. We hope you'll listen to these stories, love them, share them, and then join us at jointhecolab.com and share your story. Hello, hello. This is Malia Mills coming at you from a sunny Manhattan. And we are here today with the fabulous Stephanie von Watzdorf. Hello, Stephanie. Good morning. So nice to connect. And we're so excited to hear all about your story. It's been so nice to meet through this fabulous thing we called the collab. Yes, the collab is fantastic. We have so much in common. And here we are finally connecting. It's really fantastic. I want to hear all about how you got into this wild and crazy world of fashion. I know you have so many interesting stories to share. I will tell you this. I feel very grateful because I was born into my mother's side of the family. They were all choreographers and dancers with the ballet roots. Quite a past that has to do with the ballet. And that was very inspirational for me as a small child. I was born in Paris in France. And was there my first, um, my, my formative younger years, I was exposed to costume and art and design. And I had all this, these wild, wonderful people around me, really very bohemian in a sense. And I thought it was totally normal. You know, my grandmother was there, my grandfather, my mom, my uncle, you know, everybody in Paris creating um, these incredible, spec- these, these shows. Um, ballet performances, and everybody was involved. Oh, well, it makes sense. Then I ultimately moved to New York with my mother as my parents divorced. My upbringing was really uh, beautifully balanced between a very American, wonderful New York upbringing and a European upbringing. So I really had the best of both worlds. Mm, It's beautiful. I am such a curious cat. I am so, I love to travel. I have since I was a child. I was definitely very early on inspired what was costume, costume design. In fact, I wanted to get into costume design very early. I was always with a sketchbook. I was always coloring and painting. And my mother knew that I was, I had a creative magic happening. And so she helped me, you know, with classes and always, always made sure I had my coloring books and my paints and my collages. I was always doing collages. You know, I knew early on that I wanted to get into costume and or fashion. I started working 15, 16, any summer job. I was working actually in London through a friend of my stepmother's. I got a job as an intern working for Victor Edelstein, who was doing these couture dresses. And much like you, Malia, I was I was sort of running around and doing anything. So, but understanding the process of the pattern making, the cutting, all of that and what it took. I did that two summers in a row, actually, and loved it. Amazing when you find something, right, that gets your heart just beating faster and faster. It's interesting because it sort of, it just pulled me in. You know, although the ballet world and costumes were very exciting for me, there's something about the world of fashion. All the magic that was within that was just pulling me more and more. I speak different languages, which was part of my upbringing and being surrounded with all these Russians, Italians, and French. It was easy for me in my early career to adapt to different countries and have these work experiences. And I I would say, you know, a lot of students or people getting into 
this business, you know, they say, what, what's the one thing that you would recommend or that you would say is so important? And I, and I say work experience. If your passion is in, in the fashion industry, and you want to design, as, as you said, Malia, also go for it. Do that extra job, those extra hours, sponge up the information wherever you can. You know, walk through that door, ask a million questions, be curious, be thoughtful, take it all in and move forward. And, you know, I've been working. My most formative experience was working at Yves Saint Laurent in Paris. And I was just out of, of college. I went to Parsons School of Design, which was fantastic, fantastic education. And right away, I got this almost a year internship, which turned into a sort of assistant job at uh, Sanohan. And that was, again, super formative because you have this pillar, this this sort of icon of the fashion industry. And I got to work in the museum and help sew the dresses for the Russian skirts. In the, they, they did a 28-year at that time retrospective. And so I was sort of thrown into that and then thrown into the PR office and then thrown into the design offices. So I really got to see all aspects of this extraordinary company in its day at that time, you know, it was sort of very different now. I do think the hands-on thing is so valuable, right? When you, even with, even if it's just sewing hems or it's reattaching a loose button or, you know, all these things that happen right during costume changes and all this stuff, right? Tell me about some of that. Cause I think that it is so valuable to sort of understand the nuts and bolts of what goes on in the actual creation of things. Like, tell me, some, you must have worked with some incredible seamstresses and pattern makers and drapers. I have. I have. Tell me a little bit about that. Definitely in Paris and then in Milan again, when I worked in Milan for five years. Pattern makers really are like, I would say, sculptors. Pattern makers, drapers, they are sculptors, they are artists. And they are so important to the whole, the shaping of the idea and the concept um, and the design. Watching them do and pull and then the tiniest little, the idea that one has to keep sort of focused on the tiniest little details is so important. You know, when they say details are so key, they are. And you see that each master, you know, I've worked with people in the London, my eyes would just pop out, you know, and and I would sit at the bottom, of, pick up the pins and then just hold the pins up, you know, very thoughtfully, very quietly and watch, you know, same thing in Paris with the, when they were doing the, um, the fittings, the, the collections, draping, the creation, and then the adding on of all the elements. So this world sort of magically would happen. This, this incredible look. I have to say it's sort of each aspect of it is so important. Even the choosing of the fabric, Malia understanding how the fabrics drape. You know, I worked for Armani for five years in Milan. That was formative for me as well, because I learned the art of quick decision making and also the art of the most beautiful draping, modern draping, because, you know, he was creating all these incredible suits and jackets and evening wear. And the fit was so beautiful. And he had two of the most incredible pattern makers and drapers, you know, they were artists. And it sounds like you were so fortunate to work with so many different storytellers. I mean, in your business, Fig, you, you told such beautiful stories as well. And clearly it's so informed by the way you grew up and the people you met. But, you know, it's interesting when you talk about Armani and YSL and the other companies you work with and the pattern makers and how they have to interpret 
the story of the person behind the brand, you know, because those are two very different visuals, right? Two very different companies and how a pattern maker can work with so many, but really see their work through the eyes of the story being told by that particular company. It sounds like that was very informative for you when you started your own business to tell those stories. I was saying before that it's quite amazing because, you know, to have a pattern maker, a draper, a sewer part of the process. And sometimes you don't always have that in every company. And I've worked for many different companies. I'm just highlighting a few of the bigger ones. But same thing when I was working with Tori Birch for eight years in the beginning. When she just started, it was incredible also to go to China and work with the pattern makers there and see how their eye would capture the essence of the collection and, you know, the little details. It was incredible to see that evolve, you know. The unsung heroes, right? The pattern makers and the cutters and the sewers really making the magic come to life, you know, but part of such a, you know, a team that really wanting to tell a very specific story and then finding the people who can help you do that. It's kind of amazing. Team building is really, really beautiful. It's actually key. And always say to my teams, I'm the founder of FIG, which I sold in the midst of the pandemic in 2020. It was a very challenging time for so many, but I feel very grateful because the name lives on and and is owned by somebody else. And tell us a little bit about that because it's such a beautiful part of how you grew up and what you wanted to share with everybody. And I think it's living on because it really had such a beautiful story to tell. So tell us more about getting that off the ground. Big was something that I had been dreaming about and sort of putting together all the pieces from all the different work experiences and all the travels. Travel for me is food for my soul. And it comes into play into every collection, everything I've ever created. It's dance, it's art, it's music, and it's travel and it's different cultures. And I had been thinking about what FIG was and what it could be. I was like, it has to be sunny spirited because that's what resonates in my soul. I want to bring in all these incredible patterns and textures and the spirit of these incredible cultures where I've been so grateful to be exposed to. It's got to be sunny spirited, resort spirited, but it has to be very true to me and also have that sort of bohemian, for lack of a better word, flair. And that's really how I grew up, you know, with artists and dancers and singers. And that's what makes my soul sing. And I wanted to share that with the world, you know, with everyone. And, and you know, Fig is a small company, but it had a lot of soul. And I think I'm happy that the message I hear, I still get messages from people like, love, you know, the whole spirit. I still have my dress from, you know, 10 years ago. And I love that. Of course. Well, you, you're making memories. People remember the trip they took or, you know, the experience they had in your store or whatever it might be. And I think it does resonate on so many levels. The idea was really also to work with artisans. I have a sort of interesting uh, connection, a spirit connection with India. I think my, my other side of my family my grandparents, my grandma, French grandmother and grandfather, they lived there for many years and they would always bring me back these beautiful saris and beaded charm bracelets and interesting headpieces. And, you know, I had this sort of dreamy idea of what it would be like. And so you know, the minute I could get there, I, I did get to India. And I have this fascination and I revere that, that incredible continent and the cultures and same with Africa, you know, with, uh, there's also something there. For me, I'm inspired by 
I can be inspired getting on the subway and watching some skateboarders and the subway dancing, but I can also be as moved by women bathing in the Ganges River in India. Yes, absolutely. That's the curiosity side, which is so powerful, you know, just to kind of dive in and open our eyes and all of our senses to the world around us. A visual feast. Yes, a visual feast indeed. And I would love to hear a little bit about, so as you were building FIG, tell me, because I think it's always so inspiring to hear about challenges and sort of maybe a hurdle that you faced that maybe was unexpected and how it impacted you and your business and maybe a change you made or just something that you learned. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but maybe just something that you really remember as an important stepping stone along the way to building your business. I have to say there were a lot of challenges and it in itself, this business is quite tricky, complicated, twisted on so many levels. Choosing the team is so key and you don't always know, but I am very much a person who lets people do what they are supposed to do. I am not a micromanager and I never like to be micromanaged. You get the best out of people if you let their spirit go and they know what the actual deadline is and what the goal. <laughs> Everybody's creative, by the way. That's how I feel. Well, you're good to inspire that. You know, I think micromanaging is t- it's tough to walk away from, you know, delegating and all these things, you know, because you're building something with a lot of passion that says a lot about your ability to be so open-minded and trusting of your team. And that's, you know, when the magic happens. Super trusting. I had some amazing people work with me. And, you know, I think there's also challenges when people disappoint. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, I had some people that really created a lot of issues and it was a lot of pivoting. And I think for me, I would say for anybody who's starting a business or is really focusing on, is an entrepreneur, and you and I are both entrepreneurs, is I would sometimes move away from certain aspects of the business and let people do. And you really need to have your eye on everything without micromanaging. That's why when you said your sister works with you on the business side, it's so amazing that you have somebody you trust and love. Looking back, I was like, I wish I had checked that out. I had looked over this. Well, I think it's important to remember you're only human, right? Everybody can only do so much. And I think the sort of as we were talking about earlier, that, that it's not a trajectory and that it is about learning all the time, all the time, all the time. You know, sometimes we hear stories about how people have done something and, you know, there's a lot of mistakes along the way. We are humans by our very nature. And despite the best intentions, it is hard to juggle no matter what you're doing, right? And you're just, you're painting that picture beautifully that the best of intent, sometimes it's difficult. You know, communication is very hard. It's a lifelong skill. And it sounds like the same thing, right? Indeed. Indeed. Team building, you know, there's some pros and cons and sideways and this, that, and the other. Every single person on a team is so key. I would have weekly meetings with the whole team, just all face-to-face so that we'd be humanly connected. And I would each time say each and every single person in this room and overseas and all our artisans, everybody counts at the highest level. And our clients too. There's not like one doesn't matter, this one doesn't matter. It, it all matters. Every detail, every thought, every motion. If we're not in sync and those wheels are not connecting beautifully, it won't work. And that's really the key, you know? And so what happens as a founder or a creative director, you sort of get yourself in there and you're sort of 
trying to delegate, move around and try to help situations. But it's really about everybody being in sync, but up to the team. I had the most extraordinary team. I just hopefully be listening to this at some point, but I love you guys so much. <laughs> Stronger together, right? We've certainly learned that these last couple of years. So tell me about the last couple of years and, and some of the things you're looking forward to. And, you know, it's been a lot of change for a lot of us, but I think all of us can identify and, and connect on so many levels. Well, the first year was sort of trying to figure out how we were going to navigate the challenges of the pandemic and, you know, ultimately sold the company in December of 2020. It's been a year since I was directly involved with FIG, uh, not involved with it anymore. But what magically happened is I knew I had to get out of New York. And I think I've traveled more in the past year than ever. I mean, I've traveled a lot, but I ended up in Africa, in Kenya, because I have great friends there and I love animals and um, I'm a big wildlife and conservation, you know, supporter in, in terms of my heart. I went to sort of be in nature and to teach class there and art class and help friends and soothe my soul from this lockdown in New York City. So it's kind of crazy. Like I, I decided in a week, put everything in storage, you know, shut down, close my apartment and off I went into the wild. Um, and it was the most wonderful experience. So cultured and textured and cool and beautiful. It's a great story because I think that for a lot of us who have our own businesses, when you sell it, it can be a complicated emotional time, right? And it's nice that you just said, I'm just going to totally do something completely different, reminding all of ourselves that we are more than just the things that we do. And, you know, that there's a big world out there and lots of people that you can help and teach. And the art classes sound incredible. One million percent. You were out there and you were you were teaching art. I'd love to hear about that. That was a friend of mine. She said during lockdown, these kids had nowhere to go. And she's a little store in, in Lamu in Kenya. And she said, I, I just had to do something. I started an art school. And so, you know, I would bring friends in and I was spending a lot of time on the coast of Kenya. And she's like, come and teach class. You know, let's, let's, let's have some fun and we'll dance and we'll draw. And, you know, these kids have nothing, nothing. It was more than something. It was very powerful. It was all about love and kindness and uh, teaching them what that means, you know, with towards animals and art, which is such a beautiful way to express yourself. And they were extraordinary, these kids. It's really impactful. And it sounds like it's kind of a big part of what your next move might be. I've been helping a couple of uh, companies out, like new startups. This has happened through friends and people recommended me nurturing and helping on a consulting basis. I did that remotely for the past months and then now I'm on to a new one. And that's sort of wonderful to be able to help people navigate. Absolutely. Well, you have so much knowledge to share. You know, it's so powerful to have had so much experience and to be able to say, again, stronger together. Let's, let's, let's see what you want to do and how can I help and where can we take this? And you know, let's draw the map and see where it goes, right? I love that. I love sharing. I'm a sharer, you know, unlike some of the fashion industry is sort of a little bit different, but I'm, you know, we're in this together and everybody helps each other out somehow. And, you know, we do have knowledge. We do have that gift of what we've learned over these years. And, you know, so to do something with that, and then hopefully I'm going to start something a little bit different soon. I'm, I'm sort of really figuring it out, but not, nothing to do with clothing <laughs> at this point. Good. Well, that's exciting. You know, I think it's such a great 
thing for all of us to hear that, you know, there's so many adventures, right? We can start one thing, do that for a little while, tack left, do something a little bit different, you know, even change our physical space, meet new people, have that be inspiration for something else. All of this idea of giving back, I think is really beautiful. You know, how much we do, like you said, everybody's creative and we all have so much to share. I know. So cool. Even the collab. How awesome is this, right? That we get to meet and chat and hear other people's stories. And I love getting the, you know, hey, I'm interviewing here. Does anyone know anyone? Or I'm starting this business. Or does anyone have a distro center? Team Collab is doing some amazing work and so pumped that they brought us together. It's been so great hearing your story. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, Malia. Thanks so much for being here for the Collab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the Collab and sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecollab.com.